Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. (laughs) Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Hey, it's us again. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sorry, that's loud. Second time, second time, like three weeks. Wow, it's loud. It's us again. You're looking well. You're looking well. Thanks, buddy. You too. I like your hat. Very, very mm-hmm. happy one of you. Top topical. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to be golfing, but it's it's there's snow outside. Yes. Yeah. So there's not, there's no golfing yet. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, welcome to to our show, the PP One Podcast. You, if you weren't paying attention, as I've said before in the intro. Uh, you came late. It's the PP1 podcast. We've we've been around for a while. We're on the Dean Blendell network. I'm gonna. I still have the Christmas back. You know, screw it. I'm leaving the Christmas backup background on there because it's very. Yeah, it's still the holidays. It's, it is. I think we can make relevant. lights still relevant. Absolutely. So we're gonna keep that up. Um, it's it's the new year in two days. So we just thought like, let's be greedy and get those stats up one more time. Let's try to make this happen. And there's been some Canucks stuff that is that's happened uh, recently. There's been some Team Canada stuff. Christmas happened. I went to L.A. and uh, you didn't. But you no. had a, I'm sure <laughs> I didn't see you there anyway. So it's a big place, but I still didn't see you there. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're just going to talk some hockey today and just enjoy. Enjoy being together. Enjoy being a team. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to be yelling with like a minute to go in the show to like shape up and like maybe maybe get to get closer to your mic or something that's that's not what teammates do i doubt we'll get that frustrated i don't need to head to the bench or anything like that and I, you know what i think you're going to be able to read the situation and figure out what needs to happen yeah i'm not really i don't really yell at people except for my <laughs> kids so you don't yell at um, teammates yeah you know so we're gonna we're gonna go over that uh so do you had a good christmas yes yeah yeah it was good did you uh, get anything from the list when we did our draft? Nope. 
Definitely didn't get any of those things. Um, yeah, we didn't go toboggining. We didn't go to Hawaii. What a lame Christmas. I can't remember what else I had on that list. Those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones. Those would be pretty big, I think. I went in the ocean. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, how was that? On, on Christmas Day, if you can be in the ocean and it's not freezing, that's a good day. It's like 25 <laughs> degrees outside. It was a good day. Nothing like being in Santa Monica when everyone else is freezing their butt off in the snow. So I did soak that in. It was a lot of fun. Disneyland is a great place to be. I'm happy to be home. Mm-hmm. Universal, also a great place to be. Also happy to be home. Um, also, don't go to Disneyland at Christmas time. There's a lot of people. Like a <laughs> lot. More than you'd expect. Was it, was it just crazy there or what? Oh, it was, as you've said before, bears on bicycles. This was, oh, was just every day got progressively more people. So if you're, and I mean, the first day we we're there, they have like these things called lightning lanes. So if you ever, I don't know when the last time you were there, but like they used to call it fast pass. Now they make you buy it which everybody kind of knows about, but that you spend like 20 to 30 bucks per person to like speed up basically. And does so it make we it that much faster? Uh, well, yeah, it's a separate line, right? So you kind of oh, like okay. bypass the main line and you get into the quick line. So it is worth it if there's less people there, but as it got crazier and crazier, those lines became the same. So yeah, that's what I always wondered. Like, is it uh, does it change anything? Right, like you're paying for fast pass, but you're still waiting. It's still worth it. I think on our very last day, it was like two days before Christmas. Uh, we did not get our money's worth, so that kind of sucked. But what do you do? So you you go in the hopes that things go well. I mean, Star Wars, like Galaxy Edge. If you are a Star Wars fan, you geek out so hard from pretty much the first step to the very last second you leave the park it's unreal it is worth the price of admission anybody that's done it knows what i'm talking about any that buddy that hasn't done it if you're a star wars fan like did you ride the worth... Millennium falcon man it was wicked so is much it, is fun. It super rad yeah yeah both my kids got to fly it so that was fun uh not really because they can <laughs> they can't fly so it was a bit hectic but I got to be on the guns. I got to be... Actually, I did get to fly the left and right because they split it up. It's kind of cool. cool. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is an experience like no other at a theme park. So, again, worth the price of admission. It's like a 15-minute... It's like an like electronic ride, though. Like, is it... Does it... Is it really, like... I mean, do you, oh. do you get to... Is it physical, like, on a roller coaster? Because there's a lot more to than just, like, going through, like, a video ride, I feel like. Oh, man. It's like you're fully immersed in, like the experience you're it's it's like you're being brought on to um the star destroyers and like you're walking through like an active battle mm-hmm. essentially so you're on these ships and they're trying to break you out and the whole thing's shaking and flopping around and man you drop you go around like you do get hooked up to a ride at some point but you're also on like this transport train you're doing that you get locked up in like a cell they break you out with lightsabers kylo ren you know first order it's like you're in it like you said it's like a 15 minute experience and by the end like your very first thought like you look at the kids and everybody goes totally worth it (laughs) and that's that's how you know so yeah you know if those are the very first words everybody's thinking like we want to do it again like is it worth waiting an hour and a half probably not right away again but very very cool well done disney 
you've took our money and you'll take it again at some point. So very cool. I also got delayed. So uh, like I said, we spent Christmas in Santa Monica instead of Kelowna. So slightly different change of plans, but what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Have some fun. I did not. Did you get to do some fun stuff on your extra few days layover? Um, no, we just drove right out to, uh, right out to Santa Monica and basically walked around, did some shopping, had some fun, went to the beach. Like I said, Mm -hmm. It it was a good time. I mean, it wasn't planned. So we tried to do what we remember doing the last time we were there, take them to the pier. And like I said, right. I mean, we hung out in the ocean for probably an hour. That alone was a lot of fun. So big King tides yeah. coming in. Awesome. Nice. Do you yeah, rent it a was board? A good time. Pardon me? Do you rent a board? I, you know what? I thought about it after the fact. I'm like, oh, we should have rented a board and the moment passed. So <laughs> it is what it is. But you didn't go tobogganing. So that would have been the equivalent. It, did you guys get up? Did you go like skating at Stewart Park or anything? We we actually haven't. No, I don't think anybody in the. <laughs> I think only my youngest likes skating, so we're probably not going to end up skating doing the family skate thing. So I'll take the I'll take the little one out maybe at some point if she's still into. I'll come skate with you. Oh okay. Good. Yeah, we'll we'll make a we'll we'll, do some hot we'll grab Ferd. Maybe we'll go downtown and. Or we just go to his house and skate. Yeah, we can do that too. We could just do that. It a little bit. It's a little mushy quarters. right now, but yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Watch so the Canucks game. So that was good. Yeah. The Canucks, uh, the they did OK while I was gone. Hey. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were. Your Three wins. Win, win, win one, lose one, win one, win one, lose one. Yeah. It's basically the, the, the Canucks, their their ammo. Um, I, I don't know if you saw last night. I was on uh, Canucks Clay, Clay Emu. Uh, game over on the Steve Dangle podcast network. Steve Dangle has a podcast network. Oh, no way. There yeah. So we talked some Canucks last night. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Canucks Clay. We He was down at Disney, but he was at the opposite park every day that I was there. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. just Yeah, I know. Like, we were really <laughs> trying to hook up, and we're, like, texting back and forth, and, it like, it just didn't work out. So Because you're there. You're a marathon like parking yeah, over yeah. there. You 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 got some tunnel vision working when that's happening. Hey, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I was on there talking Canucks after uh what he was hoping would be a win, which was it, it was not. Um but before we get into the Canucks, I did have one more thing and I didn't really have this address yesterday on his show. Um the dill pickle salad at Costco. Mm, it's good. I think we're getting to the point where now it is overrated in the Southwest. Uh salad needs to come back i think i'm done with the dill pickle one i feel it's had a little bit too much play it's just it's such a sharp taste and i find like even on the salty side like it's it's definitely as billed it, it's good but i think it's getting to the overrated like basically when how you remind me got overplayed in 2001 and 2002 like great song but when you hear it every single day, really we're comparing dill pickle to nickelback's how you remind me are you are you surprised I'm not. <laughs> you're not exactly. So you you know I'm going to find a way to to. I am it. not surprised, but I do get caught off guard from time to time. Yeah, well, that's normal. That's normal. So, I, like, where are you at? Are you even into these salads, like these kale salads, or no? Yeah, like I'm I'm fine with them. Like uh, I can't remember the other one that we use. It's like this like. There's like an seed, Asian one as well. Poppy seed vinaigrette, something with like cranberry. Yeah. Like dried cranberries and whatever. You know what? For like a a quick bag salad, which on the whole aren't that great. Like it's yeah, it's pretty decent. It's like a good the, little. The filler. brand is great. The brand is great. So there are some great options. I'm just saying, 
The dill pickle one came out. Everybody was gangbusters on it, and I think it's run its course. Is what I'm. I bet you, if I was to pop the fridge open right now, there's probably a bag of dill pickle. I'd bet money on it because there's still one in mine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just always, I'm trying to get back to. It's it's like one of those. It's probably one of those salads that like, uh, people can like take or leave. Right. There's no like I hate this or like I love this. Like people, you put it on the plate, it gets eaten. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat it. I'm just. I'm just saying. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's a bit overrated at this point. So I think we all need to move on and maybe Costco needs to, you know, turn, turn over stock and maybe put a new skew out front. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. Okay, these I are, these are the things it, I think about because clearly the, there's the not salad that's there. selling really well for them. I could definitely see them just taking it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a moneymaker. I think you guys should change it up. Speaking of change ups, uh, Colin Delia did not change it up last night in time because, uh, <laughs> well, ridiculous. it's, it is so ridiculous. You know, it's funny. Like everybody is just outraged about JT Miller and like beaking him. And I mean, that was quite a moment. And the fact that like, it was so, so audible and public, like it wasn't just something like hearsay or that you kind of heard. It was a moment at the end of the game that everybody saw. And yet I could see, I mean, there's frustration because they couldn't get the puck back every time they tried to do something. Winnipeg gained possession again, brought it back in. He never really got a good chance to make his break to the bench, like a normal, like a pulled goalie would. Right. Mm -hmm. So then they kept losing possession as they're getting closer to the bench. As he's getting there, they keep turning it over. Well, that's not his fault. That's Bo Horvat. That's Brock Besser. That's JT (laughs) Miller. There's like five guys in front of him that need to get possession of the puck, which they failed to do for about two periods last night. Yeah. So the, it culminated at that one point when he wouldn't go. Cause I mean, what are you thinking if you're him, if you're a net and you're thinking, well, you guys haven't cleared the zone. You haven't had possession longer than six seconds. I'm kind of thinking it's still not safe to leave yet because you clearly have blown it four times. So is this really, I mean, it's, it's on him because he's still got to be paying attention. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's boiled over frustration, I think, at the end of the game where maybe they had an opportunity. Right. Yeah, like, uh, it's... I don't know. I mean, it's... I guess it's, you should know, you should know when okay. you're supposed to be you're supposed to be heading to the bench. But, like... Uh, and it's fine for, like, Miller to be, like, a little pissy about it. And I guess it's, like... We, like, give these guys, like... um. Uh, like extra rope because like oh like we know that miller's a grumpy guy so like it's okay that he was grumpy (laughs) you know what i mean but like i I mean just like he was he was berating him it was it was that's that's like you know you're 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 kind of going after somebody treating them like a child like you're all supposed to be equals i know that they're not equals because one makes like a ridiculous amount of money and the other's a third string goalie but like treat him like a human being right i mean that's not good teammate stuff i don't really yeah i i think i think in the moment like everything boiled over but hopefully he and i'm sure he did he's a human being too he realized he probably did the wrong thing in the moment and he is a bit of a hothead unfortunately and we're probably gonna see more of that as the years go by or depending on how long he's here but probably not his finest moment as a hockey player but, yeah, I, I think mean, it might be nice to see somebody fucking bitch out and call out JT after he blows a power play or takes a shitty penalty or like 
goes in offside or like fucks over a dump in or like doesn't yeah. back check. Like, you know, but you don't ever see anybody go after Miller like that. No, because he's getting paid too much money and he'll be the one that voices everybody. Oh, well, I'm doing this and this. Well, you're yeah, not. He was doing so. shit like that when he wasn't getting paid, though, either. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still going to bring up Nickelback if I get famous. So <laughs> it's all the same. It's all relative, really. I just, I don't know. It's it's a moment that probably didn't need to be a moment. It was public. Life goes on. They're going to play tomorrow against Calgary. Who cares? Well, you can um, see him too. Like, Delia was just like, oh, shit. Like, oh. Yeah, he knew. He, played, he, knew. he played like a pretty solid game, I thought. Do you know what I mean? Like, he had a couple. Like, his first period was unreal. Second period, he was making some pretty crazy saves. That around the world glove save was pretty nice. The toe save on the breakaway. Um, I mean, he... He had a pretty solid game overall. Team in front of him broke down, I think. <laughs> like that was that was a game that I think the Canucks lost as as a team. I don't think that was on him at all. He didn't let in. Just a, yeah, there's just no scoring. There's no support. Yeah. So that on him that was a win. On the team it was a loss. That's how I see it. Yeah. The, did, what did you think of their power play? And I I, I really haven't seen much Canucks because I didn't have access to hockey in America. They there was a lot of football, which was great. Which is great. We can get yeah. into that another day. What did um, the what did the power play do? I mean, I should uh, pull up some box scores here. I mean, like Edmonton. I, it's still it's still that same thing that, and I brought this up last night with Clay. It's that same setup. They're not using that bumper spot properly anymore. They're not passing quick enough. You know, it's going to go to Quinn or Petey. If it goes to Brock, he's not shooting fast enough. And mm-hmm. when he does shoot, I mean, again, the goalie's got time and space to make a play. It's it's the same thing. We're we're back to that same gross Canucks power play. Yeah, like they're still trying cool. to work the bumper. It's funny because we've been talking about the gross power play, like the the drop pass and like the setup and like not finding not finding the shot from like the hash marks and but yeah. then we, we've added the bumper, but now people are like, it's the same. It's still just the play, same bumper play, but it's like it's like they find something that works and they sort of just stick to that for a little bit. And then they have fine success in something else like the, like the, the bumper play and yeah, and they stick to that for a little bit. And I think you just want to just see them just react a little bit quicker, right? Like make in-game yeah. adjust, like adjustments. That's, and that's tough to do at the NHL level, I guess. I mean, they looked good in San Jose I and mean, they looked good in Edmonton. Um, and then they looked terrible last night. Right. So, like it scores. I mean, they they do convert on the setup yeah, that they have. Of course, the they problem do, yeah. is it's it's still predictable though, is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. there is there is a way to make this power play lethal, and they just haven't tapped into that yet. I don't know what that is. I, I know what I'd like to see it as. I'm not an NHL coach, so I'm probably the last guy that should be telling people what to do. <laughs> Clearly, we're not we're not even the number one Canucks podcast where they could actually hear this. So. You know that that's that's where I think that that's that's where I think the the power play goes. Um, I was looking at some stats. I was looking at where the Canucks are in this in the scoring lead. Just, uh, I'm just speaking at the power play yeah. ranking right now, yeah. uh, and I can't even see it actually. So that's weird. It's um, I'm pretty sure it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's it's just whatever the site is that I'm using wasn't pulling it up. So yeah, they're two, three, four, five. Six, seven, the rank seventh now. So it's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's still converting at a decent clip. Like it's 25.9%. 
Um, I think yeah, when it's when it's scoring, it's fine. It's just when it looks bad, it looks real bad, right? Yeah, like in a microcosm, you look on a specific game, and you can just pick it absolutely apart over a whole. Yeah, they are producing. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't look bad like on the whole, right? I just think you're just looking for like in-game adjustments. I think because when you see you even in games when they don't score, you still want to see them look dangerous, right? But when they get, you're right. When it's when it's bad, they're just getting absolutely stymied. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what what can they do? Is there a third look? Is there another option to open up the one-timer? Is there a backdoor play where the guy covers low because you scored on a previous goal and you come back with like a look in the high slot? Like, yeah, they're, they're we just like to maybe see a little bit more of that. And maybe that is happening and that's something that the average eye can't see. Um, but the power play like isn't the main concern. That's for sure. Um, it certainly doesn't look anything like the the, the penalty kill, um, which is its own own thing. Um, but yeah, we're it's just in a it's a it's in a it's in a spot, right? And you want to see them defend better as a team on the overall. But the power play looks fine, and then the penalty kill sucks. And so we're we're in these we're in yeah, these the weird penalty, levels, penalty right? Like, yeah, the it's a very high-scoring team that that can really outscore its problems, but they're so bad at defending that it sort of nullifies that. And the power play can look elite at times and is clipping it wrong at a, at a top ten rate or better. Yeah. But then the power play is just, or the penalty kill is atrocious, and that sort of just evens it out again, right? So it's tough to make ground. And then you look at their record, boom, they're five hundred, right? I mean, it's it's almost all sort of relative in like a really simple way of looking at it. So if you yeah. can make some sort of an improvement on 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 the d uh which we know is very difficult they've been trying to do that for years now so the next logical spot is how do we shore up the penalty kill and if they could somehow get the penalty kill into like a top 15 or because i feel like they have the they have the horses on 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 you know penalty kill role players that could get the job done yeah somehow make an improvement you know eke out another five or six wins this team could be another four or five games above 500 and all of a sudden it looks completely different from an overall standings right and I would definitely say, like, it's not a goaltending thing because I think everybody. Well, I mean, the, the goaltending hasn't been great either. It's been it, ha- it hasn't been bad either. Like the way Demko's been playing this season up, up until his injury wasn't exactly spectacular. And Spencer Martin comes in, plays quite well. Colin Dilly has been in; he's been pretty good as well. I mean, they don't look. It's not like wins above replacement kind of thinking. You're just looking like, well, they're kind of all playing the same right now. Last season may be a different story. But right now, they're all kind of, uh, they're all kind of, you know, you talk about 500 and everything else about their power play and PK. Goaltending is almost fitting into that same mold as well. I, bit, it's so. extremely average, right? I mean, I think, I think it's, I haven't looked. I think in the last little bit, it was both goaltenders were sub 900 save percentage. Everything uh, is basically far. No yeah, one's, no one's <laughs> taking a step forward. No one's taking a leap. And then if you look at this team, again, it's, it's, it's 500 overall, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, as I was saying, I was looking into the stats a little bit and or hovers I mean, around oh, that mark, sorry. Pardon me? I said, or hovers around that mark, sorry. Yeah. So Bull Horvat tied for second in league goal scoring with 26. It's only five back of Connor McDavid. He's tied with Tage Thompson. He's having a crazy oh, year. Just he looks, bonkers. Looks unreal. Just, 39 points in 35 games. It's unreal. Guy is absolutely bonkers. The thing is, after Bo... The next highest goal scorer is, uh, we're going to state the obvious here, Elias mm-hmm. Pettersson. He's at 16. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kuzmenko, who's at 15. So if they're winning or if they're just scoring at all, 
you're kind of thinking those are going to be the three guys that are scoring right now, which is great. That's great that those three guys are scoring, but then it really drops off, right? I mean, you've yeah, got... I mean, you could probably sit Mikheyev into that mix too, especially yep. lately, right? But, but you I have mean, your top, yeah, you have your top six, your top five, really. And but then, then it's, then it's like you're out after that. Yeah, like JT Miller's got 13, then you've got Mikheyev. And then Brock Besser's got six. So that's yeah. half of the fifth guy. You've got Connor yeah. Garland with six. For, for just to add some contents to that. Yeah, exactly. Dakota Johnson also has six goals. Dakota Joshua, because Dakota Joshua, Johnson, Johnson? Uh, 50 Shades of Grey. Is that who it is? Yes, it, that's we, right. 50 Shades of... of yeah, we just watched... That's funny. We watched uh, Peanut Butter Falcon last night. What's that? Oh, it's so good. It's uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, he was in and, Transformers. Yeah, that's right. Same guy. And Dakota Johnson's in it. Okay. And uh, he like befriends a, a a Down syndrome man. Okay. And they go on like this adventure basically through circumstance, the unlikely duo. And it's it's great. It's like a super awesome movie. I'd check it out if I were you. Hmm. I, I'm interested. I mean, I'm going to have some time over the next three days. Yeah. It's, it's like uh... an uplifting coming of age movie. It was really good though. I liked it. So I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just looking still. Sheldon Dries, three goals. Luke Shen, two goals. Ethan Bear, two goals. Jack Studnika, two goals. Kyle Burrows, two goals. Quinn Hughes, one. OEL, one. Tanner Pearson, one. Lane Peterson, one. Curtis Lazar, one. And then there's a lot of guys that haven't scored. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you can a... you can pull Rathbone, Poolman, Lockwood, and Dermott off that list because they've For only sure. played like you yep. know six or less games. Still, um, but yeah, you got Paul Colson who now who still hasn't scored this year, who's looked much better in Abbotsford in the last little bit. Yeah, um, he's just manhandling guys. And I watched a play a little early in the year where he had the puck and a guy came to just level him and he just put his shoulder in him and just flatten the guy. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, you're also seeing guys like Riley Stillman get a lot of ice time who offer nothing in the way of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tyler Myers kind of in that same boat. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think they're. Too much opportunity in the wrong areas, I think, and or maybe um, it's just although, maybe they're bad. Maybe they're although, just bad. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, there's I think there's some nice pieces there. I just think, you know, Lane Peterson, for example, that was a nice little call up. He seemed to fit in pretty seamlessly there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so pretty pretty cool for an undrafted guy to to. I mean, we, Vancouver obviously has a special place for for players like that that come up, you know, a la Alex Burrows. So well, they left alone Kyle Burrows. Yeah, it would be cool to see Peterson sort of develop into some sort of useful piece for Vancouver moving forward. And you just never know where it's going to come from. And I don't think you're picky where it's coming from as long as it does what you need it to do. I, I'm not picky at all. Just opportunity. Let that translate into production, which translates into wins. Yeah, Peterson, if we're talking about Peterson in production, so he had two points in Seattle and then, you know, Came in, in in St. Louis, nothing. Couple of points in Seattle, nothing in Edmonton. You know, another point in San Jose. Plus, he had that huge defensive stand on the goal line that he saved a goal. Yes. Uh, yes. He's looked pretty good defensively, and then nothing again in 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 Winnipeg. But the whole team kind of looked like trash. But yeah, he I haven't noticed him in a negative way playing about 14 minutes a game. So that's kind of fun. Have you seen any World Juniors? I. I have watched some World Juniors. Yeah, I watched the uh, was it Sweden Czechia game uh, as much as I could the other night while we were out for dinner. Um, yeah. I also scoped um, Sweden's opening round game. 
Um, so, you know, obviously trying to, to get a look at Lakaramaki and, and re-PD or DPD. Um, mm -hmm. So that one's been pretty good. I, I watched the opening round game for Canada uh, in that loss, um, which Bedard for as exciting as he was, I was kind of getting some like world juniors, Mitch Marner vibes from him. Just like, right. And just, just pass the puck, man. Like, um, you know, he's, he's so exciting and he's so good, but like, I feel like, you know, he just moved it around a little bit more than we could have popped a few more goals. And then all of a sudden he starts doing that the very next game. And you're like, okay, that's the player we needed for sure. It's, it's tough to watch though, because you know how good these guys are. I mean, the Austrian Germany aren't exactly the litmus test. So, no. but it, I mean, it's great to see that they're making power plays work and they're moving the puck around and obviously putting goals in, but all those like, games are weird. Right? They're all just trying to hang around. But that's right. what you want to see against Czechia. That's what you want to see against USA. That's what you want to see against the Swedens. Like all the teams that you need to beat, not the teams that you're going to beat. Mm -hmm. So they've got a game. I, yeah. Who do they got for New Year's? Is it US again? Mm, looks like Sweden. Is it Sweden? Okay. So that's going to be yeah, awesome because Sweden. Game. Yeah. Sweden won, won their game and there was two, three, three teams at two wins. Yeah, so, so that's we, great we sort of needed Sweden to be Czechia, and that's better for Sweden, anyways. It's it's better for the Canucks that Sweden wins because we want to see players play right. important games. And and P, I know I, I know that he got hurt a little bit in that game. I think he was. I don't know what happened in post, but um, yeah, he's playing an important role for that roster. Obviously, we got to you know talk about Bedard a little bit more. He's a freak. You know who we don't talk about, and we haven't talked about. Uh, Nick Merkley. I was I was watching I was watching some some Spangler Cup games. Oh, Travis Green. Too. And uh, I don't think the Spangler Cup gets enough love. I mean, there's 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 so there's many cool. Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, the hockey's really good. I mean, we're 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 pumping up prospects, obviously, that we get to watch the future of the NHL, and that's all exciting stuff. But like, yeah. If as much marketing went into the Spangler Cup as it did go into the WJ, WJC, I think it would be, it, it's a really cool, fun tournament when you think about it. They select players from Canada, from all over the European leagues. They build rosters yeah. and players can be added from the AHL or I believe in the even the NHL if they put them out on loan or something like that. Like, uh, it's, you know, I think Alex Hall played in that tournament a while back when he was Canuck property. And yeah, uh, like you get to see, you know, players that you don't normally see on European squads and, and, you know, former prospects and former NHLers and aging veterans and young up and coming stars as well. And I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a really, really fun format and, and I, I would be totally down to watch more of it. And I think another cool thing about it is it's not something that Canada walks in and they're a favorite every year. It's, it's not that at all. There's, you know, we, we, I was talking about it with a guy on Twitter. You remember a year when Joe Thornton was playing for, I think it was like Davos or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. You can't pull Canadians from rosters of players that are going to be in this tournament. So it's just a, it's something that I feel like we could probably give a little more love to because it's really good hockey and it's a really fun format. And it's something completely different than anything we get to see any other time of year. It just gets lost in the marketing machine though, right? It really does. Yeah, for sure. And it's the, it's always timing. And that's why, like the world championships again i on the same ilk i think that's a tournament that probably could get a little bit more love as well it's just the playoffs are on 
So mm-hmm. it kind of gets lost because if you had to pick, yeah, I'm going to pick the Stanley Cup playoffs over the World Championships because the the level of play is just like people that don't like hockey will watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's just so insane. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, when is the best time for those tournaments? I don't know if they really wanted to make a thing of it. I'm sure they could, but I mean, the system seems to work. It's, I think they're just hoping to get some eyes on it. It's, it's not a money maker, but I think it is more about the hockey than the sell. I think at that point, Champions League's a similar thing, right? And in, in Europe, yeah. that that's a really cool concept when you think about. It. You're taking the best teams, the the league winners from each league, and they're yeah. playing in a tournament. Like that's really cool. Yeah, so. there. I, I I've always wondered how they could do that with you know. I think people brought it up like the Stanley Cup champion would play. They used to do that for the All Star game. Stanley Cup champions would play the NHL All Stars, back way back in the day. Not so much anymore. That wouldn't be fun for a team that maybe squeaks out and wins the Stanley Cup one year, and then they get absolutely clobbered by the it's smashed. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, we play a good team game. You see, yeah, but they've got Crosby, Ovechkin, and McDavid on that. Didn't team. they used to do that like in the Olympic format, right? Instead of like building a team, they would just carry carry a full team, like a team that was put together and won a championship or something like that. That's what they'd bring to the Olympics. I can't remember. Maybe it's probably before Could've, my time. It it was before our time. That's okay. That's all right. Um, you know what? We we've got time for dudes and guys. I think. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's watch um, the cheese drum for the first time in a little while. Yeah. Let's uh, dudes and guys. I feel like I've heard that theme song on other shows before. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's also maybe it's also branded as a, as a dual option. Uh, let's get the bad out of the way. Who's your guy? Oh geez, um, uh, there's like a few to choose from here, and I feel like let me just look at some numbers here real quick, just so that I have. Yes, I don't know, just for the fun of it, because he just is like kind of pissy pants. Mister Pissy Pants cries in his cries in his in his diaper and all that good stuff. He's kind of acting like a little Wait, bit of he a cries baby, in his diaper. Did yeah. You he's, it? he's in a diaper and he's crying and he's okay. acting like a little okay. baby. I was wondering if he like pulled Maybe it he's, off. he's crying in his diaper. No, I mean, the, I'd the, cry the, the, the Miller thing was like kind of annoying. I just like, it was like a really entitled thing. I thought, um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think we played on teams where guys just blow up on you. Like I know it's, I know you're pulling the goalie. I know there's only 30 seconds in the five seconds you had to use to yell at him were five seconds that you could have used to score. But I mean, numerous opportunities to do something in that game beforehand uh, that weren't the fault of Colin Delia, who actually played a pretty good game, uh, in in my opinion. So to blow up on him like that on national television, just continue to scream at him and just dropping F-bombs and like just going after the guy. Like it it was brutal and it was only a five second snippet, but like kind of a shitty teammate thing to do, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is. And I, I think that's what it all comes down to. You start thinking like, well, I've played in team sports and I've done like I would. You might get upset if it was like a big game. Like remember that ball game that we played in the final mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when uh, the dude berates his own like the. Ugh. Yeah, it's just brutal. Like they, and that Horrible team won the game like that team yeah. won. They beat us. Right. And there's yet you have a guy just blowing up on a teammate. Yeah. 
like Those just cool. just needless i don't know and i know that we're not pros and there's money on the line and there's you have a guy making tons of money and a guy who's a third stream goalie we just talked about all that stuff right yeah. but like i think i think mr miller could have got up and did something himself earlier in the game and he makes plenty of mistakes that i don't think i see anybody blow up on him in that manner exactly i'm gonna go with quinn hughes one oh. goal seriously this season one <laughs> yep he scored finally it was a beauty. Did you see the goal? I did. It oh actually, my God. the goal he scored, and I'm I'm trying to separate what he did before, <laughs> before and the and the the goal itself and and the rest of the season because that goal I actually stood up and I just said to Christine, I'm like, he just circled the zone twice by himself. Yeah, got a shot off, regained possession, and scored. I said. Also, I think be- he's on pace for 80 points this year. He it was one no, of like not eighty, but it's it okay. was like a Sadine like shift with one guy. He he basically did. There, I yeah. said to her, "I'm like that's the shift 3.0. Like it yeah, was Quinn crazy. is on pace for seventy seven points it's, and three goals. Siri wanted in on that conversation. Yeah, seventy seven um, points and three goals. So he's on yeah. Point. So I mean, if this guys are untouchable. I think we need more than a goal, Quinn. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe be a bit more selfish like some of the other players on the team. Clearly the other five guys up top. Let's get another goal. You can score against Calgary. That'd be a great team to score against. You're my guy for this week because I'm just I'm so upset that you have one goal at this point in the season and a lot of helpers. whoop de doo so You know, in 2020, 2021, he only had three goals. That's it. What a bum, eh? Writing should have been on the wall. (laughs) I feel like we should have known this by now. Yeah, just get another one. Just at least, you know, validate what I'm saying here, okay? (laughs) Come back, score against Calgary. The Ryan bump works again. We can all move on. Everybody's happy. Connect, celebrate, win the Stanley Cup this year. It's all good. Um, Who is your dude for this week? Uh... I think I, I think I took the the low hanging fruit in JT Miller in this one. So there's a there's a particular center on the squad who I think has just been a light show the last little bit. So I'm gonna leave that low hanging fruit. Take whoever you want. I I got. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go after this guy who I think deserves a little bit of love, and that's Ilya Mikheyev. You've been high on him though, even since the preseason. Ah, uh, but man, I think he's just playing so well, and now we're starting to see the offense coming. So goals versus St. Louis, Edmonton, and San Jose. Not to mention the San Jose game was a four-point night. Uh, he was, the, in my opinion, he was the least of our concerns uh, in the in the Winnipeg game. I think he was still skating well. There was lots of forecheck going on. I know his line got scored on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking at six points in the last five games. So we starting to explode a little bit offensively. And as much yeah. as you can say a guy can explode in, in Mikheyev's role, but I mean, yeah, 22 points in 32 games. He's looked solid, you know, skating as advertised. He's a four checking beast, which I think we all can appreciate, especially, you know, in days of watching guys like Yannick Hansen and Alex Burroughs out there do their thing. So he looks good. He's not to boot. He's the type of person that you feel like you can use on both special teams or sprinkle him in to go play on a, on the first line or even the second line, or he just seems so versatile and he's a bigger body, which I think this roster all also needs. Right. So 
I wasn't a huge fan. So this, this probably goes and tells you like how I felt about it originally. I wasn't a huge fan of, of, of going out and signing 27, 28 year old forwards, but the caps hit, hit seemed okay. It seemed like maybe it was a little early for something like this, but he's been, he's been solid. I mean, he's been, he's been as advertised and maybe a little bit better offensively than we initially thought. He's, he's a good fit. I think that's been the nice thing about the guys that have been added this year. The fit seems to be there. Oh, as a whole, right? I we could bring up Kuzmenko, we can bring up uh, uh, Mikheyev. Both of those guys have been really good fits this season. So, mm-hmm. and the goaltending, obviously, Spencer Martin being the bona fide backup, Colin Delia coming up, Peterson. They they they've had some good fits on this team this year. So maybe that's something we should be excited about. Um, I'm tossing and turning about who I'd like to pick as my dude. But I'm gonna go with he's not a center. He is the prized, the prized sweepstakes guy from Russia. Andre Kuzmenko. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? He's scoring at a torrent pace. Or torrid. Torrent. Torrid. Torrid. Torrid pace. He's he's on the score sheet all the time. He smiles for days. He's a, just a goofy dude. But you can just see him, like, his hockey sense is through the roof. He fits in, as we just said. He's scoring great goals. He's a hard worker. I've just been, it's been so exciting just to watch this guy. Like, he's he's tearing it up. He already has 15 goals. He's 32 points. I'm not going to say rookie year, because that sounds stupid. But, I mean, guy's got two goals. What has he got? Two goals and four assists in his last five games. Meh. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. He's being he's getting involved in every aspect of the game, and he's a guy that the Canucks can count on, and mm-hmm. has been able to count on pretty much he's, every. Single he's game. completely re- replaced Besser at this point. I mean, he has, which it, I think it, maybe that's the first, you know, thing to fall. Maybe it won't be Bo that gets moved out right away. Maybe it is Besser that gets moved, because you're absolutely right. Because Manko is has made this so easy he's doing all the things we've wanted brock besser to do and he's just done them all instantly my cat's trying to break into the room apparently that's fun thanks funny the the it's funny on the kismeko thing obviously the connects want to get rolling on trying to lock him up um they're not eligible to do so yet obviously Uh, but i think they can have these conversations with with you know dan milstein Kuzmenko's agent. Milstein's yeah. got his hands all over this team, right? I mean, I believe he's he's Bud Colson's agent. We know that he's Ilya Mikheyev's agent. So uh, it's kind of a, a weird one, right? I mean, this team is, you know, they were reporting earlier, this team has talked about, you know, looking at a number to resign. And then you have a guy like Milstein saying, no, we don't want to resign because I don't know, it's too early. I don't know what, I don't know what pl- kind of player fully Kuzmenko's going to be right so that he knows that obviously Kuzmenko is an NHLer but how much of an NHLer is he going to be is he is he going to leave dollars on the table yeah yeah so they don't want to they don't want to sign a contract under Milstein's um you know under Milstein's direction so that could kind of puts the Canucks in a bit of a tough spot because now they're talking about how are they going to figure out to do this there's still the the Horvat trade that has to happen there's still you know potentially you know a guy like Brock Besser that that you know, never seems to leave the trade market. There's always, 
uh, rumors about them looking for a way to just move on from a guy like Tyron Myers just to free up salary. And this isn't always a slight to these players and their ability, but just how do you how do you shore up cap room, right? I mean, it's sort of yeah. the death by the thousand cuts thing that we've talked about. So I don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, they they could. I mean, he said that he wants to be here. He did choose Vancouver. He's having success here. So I think all signs point to it being a quality fit for him in the future. But man, they uh, they painted themselves into a tough corner, walking away from whatever trade possibilities were available to them for for the Miller deal. Uh, and now Miller is a Canuck for a very long time. And they're walking yeah. away from a player who is having one of the best Canuck seasons in a long, long time. Uh, in in Bo Horvat, figuratively, I don't know. I don't know what the initial thought process was in there, thinking that you're going to get him at some sort of a deal. Uh, instead, he goes out and has is having a career year now, so that's sort of off the table. What happens in that money? What happens in players coming back? What happens in salary that's going to be moved onto this roster? They don't know what's going to be there. They're already so close to it. So resigning like somebody like Kuzmenko is going to prove to be difficult for them. So. I just hate the idea of seeing them put into the spot and possibly continuing to have to see players move on or move along because of because of all these moves, right? So, what's scary though is going to be interesting. Always pay their guy, like they always pay their guy, except for that guy who's except second for that one guy. NHL scoring. Yeah, they're going to walk away from, and I and, and even that is like okay, like I get that. I I, I see the idea of walking away from from Bull Horvat, as long as you can get max value back. Just like I could see the, the idea of them walking away from JT Miller in a career year, but you got to get your, you got to get your pieces back. You can't just sign up on a guy and you know that I don't like, you know, seven or eight year contracts for 28 year old players. I just hate it. I hate it. I don't like it for any player. Actually. I don't so, like long contracts to begin with five years max. That should be. The... Yeah. I mean, six, if you're drafted by the team, that's it. I mean, they're going to have Pedersen to resign here pretty quick, which factors into the whole Kuzmenko thing as well, right? Like that yeah. was a mistake. I don't care what anybody says. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have to put up for a guy who's, who's looking like he might be all world as well. Um, yeah. And Elias Pedersen. So they have really, I, I just feel like have continued to shoot themselves in the foot with a lot of these decisions that are being made in terms of what the future looks like for this roster and how it's going to be managed. Yeah. Um, I want to finish on a high note, mm-hmm. not a Dan high note, but a, yeah. a normal high note. Oh, Dan high note. Good. Uh, I know. Pull nice there. pull. I know. Yeah. So I'm on the plane. I'm coming back from LA to Calgary and there's a lady in front of me and she's uh, watching the old LA to Calgary connect. Yeah. Great connection. Great connection flight. It's uh, on, it's underrated if you will. So I'm, I'm a seat back uh, to the right and she's watching Emily in Paris hit show on Netflix. I'm sure you've seen it. What's that, sir? Oh no, I haven't em- seen it. Emily, I know Harris. about it. It's, I know about good. it. I've never seen it though. My my wife Christine quite enjoys it. I'm seeing a handful of episodes, and by a handful, I've probably seen at least a season. Um, much like Burgerton and the other ones, you just I'm just too lazy to get off the couch. Anyway, so I'm watching her watch. I'm like I'm watching the show from behind because my podcast was done and just bored. And the girls are sitting in their seats. They're watching some show on the on the iPad. And this lady's got her headphones on. She's watching her on her iPad there. And she, like, every, like, I don't know, like, few minutes, she'll be watching. And then, like, a scene will happen. Like, a, 
not like something major in the scene. And then she'll like hit like the 15 seconds reverse button and then watch it again. And she's not talking to her friend in the other aisle. She's watching the show. Like, like if you're watching, no, just she's watching and then she'll do it again. And then there's one I saw her would do it one time, like I think in a second episode, she did like three times over the course, like two minutes. I'm just thinking like, what's going on? What, what, what is the meaning of this? And not dozing off. Like she's watching this show and it's like, did you miss something? Cause it didn't look like an exciting scene. It was just regular dialogue. Maybe it was just so boring that she wasn't able to. That you would rewind it and watch it again. Rewind it and watch it again. So she could understand what was happening. There was nothing like exciting going on. Like you missed something. It would be like, there's nowhere else for you to go. You're watching this on your screen in your own personal. I just, I just don't get it. It's something interesting. Emily in Paris. Great show. Netflix. <laughs> what a way to end. Hey, Oh man. What a way to end. Beauty. Yeah. The things that go on in my life, I tell you they're special. Uh, any big plans for this weekend? Any uh, New Year's Eve? I know you're going out on a date. That's fun. Yeah, date night tonight. Um, plans for New Year's Eve? We it's it's a good buddy of mine. It's his, it's always his birthday, obviously, because it's his birthday every year. It and happens birthday, every year usually. That's his birthday care. on the turn of the year. So we always try to get together. There's like you know us and two other families who you know. So um, the Sherbecks and the Cones. So we get together yeah. at somebody's house. Uh, every holiday we do a potluck thing and, um, the kids hang out and they do their things since they were little babies. Um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be our plan. Um, might watch a movie. We're going to have some food. Maybe go watch the fireworks. They're not the same as LA, but. Yeah. It might be a little bit of a letdown for the kids. eh? It's, it's, it's kind of tough when there's no grand orchestra and Tinkerbell and Yeah. It's a little different. It hits a little different when you come home. That's for sure. No, I don't know what we're going to do. Or it just doesn't hit, I guess. Yeah. We got home the one day before I had to go back to work. So it's going to be a resting weekend, I think, which is fine by me. There's really nothing going on. There's some hockey, obviously, to watch. Probably do the polar bear dip again. Mm. That also yeah, that's your thing, be- eh? Yeah. It, it is. I know our buddy Matt's been doing it since, like, September. So I feel like it's lost its luster. I'm also trying to get over a cold, so I don't know if the polar bear dip's like the greatest idea, but I'll still do it because I'm going to just idiot. shock it out of your system, though. I, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. And you get hot chocolate after, so that's a win right there. So I don't know. That's that's pretty much us. Um, I don't know. Just enjoy being at home for three days. There's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. And if it snows and stays, maybe I'll get into toboggan. Maybe I'll steal from your Christmas list. <laughs> there you go. I hey, don't know. Quick little fun fact. Yes. Uh, next game for Vancouver is the obviously the New Year's Eve game. So people are going to do their best to watch that. So next game for Vancouver will be career game if Luke Shen plays in at 899. So oh, on the yeah. cusp of 900 games. So that's pretty cool for uh, for an ex-Kelowna Rocket and a guy whose career looked like it was like not going great for a bit. So um, yeah, man. It's excited to see him sort of really turn things around and just be like a bit of an anchor piece for the for the Canucks these last few years, a couple of cups in the bank. So that's another uh, cool feather in the half of the Rockets. House money, house money for Luke Shen now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. basically. And I we I don't know if we brought this up and we can finish on this. There has now been 67 former Kelowna Rockets 
that have made their debut in the NHL. Justin Kirkland just did for San Jose oh, or Seattle. He's still playing. Wow. I know. I know. How old is Kirk? Is like 26 now? You've got to be. Yeah, it's been a while. So 67 career Kelowna Rockets. Justin Kirkland. Two-way. Made his debut for who? Uh, I feel like it was like Seattle or something. Could be wrong. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, he's got games for Anaheim. Anaheim, that's who it was. That makes yeah, more he's, sense. Yeah, he was having, he's having it. He had a good year for Stockton last year 25 goals, 23 assists in the AHL. So, lanky dude. Yeah, having a good year for the Gulls. He's got 13 points in 19 games. So, yeah, he got the call up. So, another <laughs> another NHL debut. 20, yeah, 26 years old. There you go. Good call. Good Big body. Man. He was a good, he was a good rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah had some, I got to get some. Had some fun seasons. I think that that last year, yeah, 31 goals, 36 assists. Yeah, he was on a good team. Yeah. Anyway, two there's 67 former Rockets in the NHL, two to go. On that note, on uh, behalf of my good friend Ted, wearing the PV1 podcast Masters hat, I am Ryan wearing a Vancouver Canucks hat. We're going to go have a happy new year. You're going to have a happy new year. I'm going to go win the first overall pick in fantasy football. <laughs> You can bank it. You guys have a wonderful end of this year. We're going to see you next year because we're both dads and we can say those kind of things. <laughs> um, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Dean Blundell Network, People One Podcast. Peace out. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. It's your boy, Josh Elijah here, co-host of the Down by Two podcast and DB2 Bets, which now drops every Friday. We wanted to break off a piece of that weekend action, so we decided to move our show over to Fridays. Now you might be asking yourself, what in the hell is even DB2 Bets? What the hell is even that? Well, DB2 Bets is our sports betting show that is powered by Betstamp. We use the Betstamp app to find the best odds available across all different sports books. And be sure to tune in every Friday and follow along with our picks. Or don't use our picks. Do the opposite. It's your life. Make your own decisions. Just make sure you line shop and please gamble responsibly.